Grant Cardone introduced me to multifamily, like thinking yes. big. Yes. Because it's so true, man. When you when you're buying one house at a time, it's impossible to scale. Yes. Like an apartment building doesn't make as much cash flow per door as a single family would. But you can also have a lot more apartment buildings than you can have single family homes. Could you yeah. imagine a hundred houses? Yeah. That's a hundred roofs, hundred different addresses, utility bills, different yep. locations. It's a nightmare. Hundred doors yeah. could fit in like a one acre. Yes. Maybe two. Yes. It's only one place. Easier to manage. Everything is a lot just more scalable. Mm -hmm. So that's what introduced me to it. But Manny Koshman uh, is like an Iranian immigrant. Yeah. He's the one I'm like, wow, he's doing like, he's making millions of dollars. Yeah. He has seven employees, bro. Yeah. I, I met him personally. I went to his event and I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm like, you have seven employees. You make millions of dollars. All you do is buy Bugattis and smoke cigars on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, this is the life I want. And that's when I realized, all right, I need to get into this. I need to be all in on this commercial real estate. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Me so neither. in the striking, I think uh, I the over overestimation that I think a lot of individuals will make in general with anything. Yeah. I'll notice that, you know, you'll get into striking or something like that. And if you go against someone that's been doing it for two, three years, you're going to get pieced up. You know what I mean? Even the Quickly. first of all guy. So, yeah. you know, I think you just got to have respect for every game. But I think the male ego in general, just we like to assume you know, we're, we're doing more or we're better than than other individuals. Like, oh, I can take that guy. You know, I, I still do that. I'll be watching UFC. I'll be like, yeah, I could definitely get him. I could totally beat up uh, Sean O'Malley. I mean, look, he's oh. so skinny, yeah, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> be thinking, thinking those thoughts, and then it's like, man, you get around somebody that spent 10 years, 15 years getting mat time or strike time and things Dude. like that, and it's it's a whole different person. I don't care if they're 140 pounds. You'll get pieced up, man. You'll it, you it, you're at least gonna get your chin touched. You know what I mean? 100%. In an unpleasant way. So. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, jujitsu again, probably going on two-ish, three years. I tore out my meniscus. Damn. Um, after about six months of technical training, but I've rolled around and been on mats, wrestled for probably an additional two or three years. So you figure there's I've got six years of like familiarity with with being on a mat and wrestling, uh, in general. But yeah, the meniscus, it stumped me for a little bit. So once the meniscus blew out, I actually did some stem cell therapy. So I had some stem cells injected in there. Ooh, did they get it from your hip bone? No, actually the stem cell, I don't know exactly where. I think it was the, I want to say it was like, uh, I want to say like fetal, like not obviously like. Oh, it wasn't from you. No, it wasn't from me. Oh, well, I, I got the bad shit then, man. They gave me my own, st I did stem cells, but I they heard, got it from my bone marrow. Yeah, I heard, I, I heard that's a great option as nope. well. No. No, Still got I, a shoulder injury. I did a surgery. Yeah, I did a surgery <laughs> regardless of the stem cell. Yeah. But I think it was more again back to the ego of I did the stem cell shot. I'm 20, 21 years old. Spend the money, do stem cell PRP, and like I felt pretty good until yeah. probably a couple days. I go back and get back into rolling, and I just go full fledged and just a massive explosion, just a big pop, and I'm like, oh yeah, that thing's done. And it was a bucket handle tear. So it, they said it was shredded up, and in half but it would flip back and catch and my knee would lock so i was like all right just do what you ever got to do and they took out 70 or 80 percent of the meniscus but it was a pretty uh it was a pretty uninvasive surgery because they just it was it was a meniscectomy and i believe they just they just went in through two injection sites yeah and i, I believe it was some type of i i forget the terminology that they use but it was like a i want to say microscopic type of surgery but like they just literally take a needle or something in there and start sucking out the the meniscus Damn. and things like that so how how recent was this that was uh had to have been over a year year and a half ago oh, you're healed now yeah no i'm i'm phenomenal i've done uh peptides to assist with growth as well bpc yeah. 157 um and that that combined with another peptide it's called like the wolverine mix okay so it's like it's like 
regenerate. It's like it's like stem cell, but for the whole body, like regeneration. You sure. know what I mean? Then you got growth factors. There's growth in there. Get me as on well. some of those, bro. I need some yeah, on, the bro, on the shoulder like here. That. There's not. I, I always tell everybody like for these people, it makes sense how these guys can go so long in the leagues because you can. What up, big dog? We're doing a podcast. This guy's guy crazy. Parking. He's parked in your spot? No, he's parking like this. Yeah? Yeah, blocking the whole driveway and, and the end. I'm calling, right, I'm calling him right now. It's Yo. Ford, uh, it, the car shows 600. <laughs> it's a Ford? No, that's not me. No, no, no. Ford, what is it? A Ford what? Bravo. There's a Ford Bravo block blocking oh, me. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, no. I don't drive Ford, thank God. There's a, f- there's a. All right, okay. I just called him. Okay. I don't know. Fred came in here upset <laughs> in the middle of our podcast. I wish we could have changed the camera on him because that would go viral. <laughs> hey, we're on a podcast. Great. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Somebody park in my spot. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go. <laughs> I lo- I lo- what do you th- What do you think his accent is? I can't. I Bro, want that to is. Uh, I want to ask him. He's got to be like. European something. He's European. European. Maybe, yeah, something. Crazy. I get Eastern you know European tone to him. I hired him. Do you really? Yeah, he's a he works at a mortgage company across the hallway. But he's like, what do you guys do? You make so much money. He's like, we just sell life insurance. A couple months ago, he kept bugging me. He's and he got his life insurance license. Wow. So now he'll just randomly like barge in here. Justin, you need anything else? That's hilarious. Yeah, six thirty, seven thirty. Yeah, he'll barge in here. He came in here the one day, and I'm like, just sitting here running meeting, answering emails. Hand me that that orange drink. He throws me this. He throws me this. Uh, he brings this drink and he's like, he's like, bro, this dude's 83 years old, yeah. still working. He's like, have you ever had a water like this? Hands me the water out of a weird bag and he's like, try this. And I'm like, oh my god, what is this dude giving me? <laughs> I open the lid. He's just staring down at me. He's like, try this. I try it. I'm like, he's like, what does that taste like? I'm like, uh, orange. He's like, now try yeah. this one. Pulls another one out of this. It's a grocery bag. Like a used-looking grocery bag. Like you don't know where you got this. No from. idea where this stuff's coming from. I'm gonna from. that shit with a yeah, needle, <laughs> bro. And I'm like, all right, I'm about to take another fentanyl drink. And then like, <laughs> I take a sip, and he's like, "What do you think that is?" I'm like, "Ah, berry something." He's like, "Yes." He's like, "Did you know you can put a drop into water and turn it into juice?" Oh, and I'm are like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah." He's like, "I have no idea about this." And I like, I didn't want to make him feel bad. I'm like, oh, "Man, this is crazy." Yeah. So he starts. So he just brings them to me every day now, and I just give them away. I feel so bad. I like. But it, it these are open. Yeah, bro. He opens <laughs> them and puts stuff in them and brings them over here. And I'm like, dog, can I, can I help you? <laughs> yeah, bro. Can I help you? What a dog. And this was the funniest part. He was like, you know, it helps me drink water because I usually I drink coffee all day. And then I, I like to just, you know, chill out. I drink scotch to go to bed. I was like, what, what in the bro? Fuck? He's like, I don't drink any water. I drink coffee all day and scotch to go to bed. He's 83? Like, he's 83. Okay, from now on, we're not we're doing the same thing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's what I was th- I was thinking about to myself. I was like, I'm over here. I take my health really serious and things like that. I'm like, trying to get as much you water. You can't have more than one cigar every two weeks. Yeah, a bunch bro, of cardiovascular. Like, this bro bullshit. just said he's 83. He's still working. I just drink coffee and scotch. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. I wonder if he still fucks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, this dude's a dog, dude. <laughs> this dude's a dog. when European is like candy things. <laughs> Rakia, I don't know if it's Rakia. No, like what's that? Moonshine, like straight up. Like That's what I was saying. Dude, I was just like praying. I'm like, please tell me there's nothing weird in here, dude. Like, I'm going to just fall out. <laughs> you, you look fine. You yes. look okay. So you haven't died yet? Haven't died yet. So, so good. Uh, eight minutes into the podcast is my estimation. Oh. And we are not a big enough podcast to go this long without a proper introduction. So 
who knows what's going to happen here. We are averaging 100,000 a month view, 100,000 views a month, though, for our overall channel. So shout out to uh, the growth. We went from zero. Obviously, we started this, this channel two years ago. This is like 160-something episodes yeah. that we're on. But we went from zero to averaging about 100,000 a month uh, in views, 100,000 wow. views in a month. So we're, we're on a good trajectory. I'm excited to see what the next two years look like. Hopefully, we can get up over a mil. Um, but let's, let's shout out. So first name again? Aram. Aram. Yep. And last name? Gazarian. Aram Azarian. You got it. Yep. Okay, perfect. And you're representing real estate. One of the gentlemen said Chicago's best realtor. So what I used to be a real estate like? agent, so okay. I'm over real estate investor now. Okay, real yeah. estate investor. Yeah. I always tell everybody that's probably the best side to be on, on real estate, side? the investing side opposed to the brokering side, you know, uh, which I, I imagine both make phenomenal money, but I think I'd rather own than help other people own. 1,000%. Right? Is that which is why I retired. Yes? <laughs> uh, okay. And then my dog, Jason. Jason, Jason, yeah. I'll try to mix your last name right, no worries, right away with your. <laughs> so we got the Albanian Jason Tumba. Jason Tumba, and he represents Geneva Smoke Shop. Geneva Smoke Shop, your architecture, you know, like I said, jack of jack of all trades. You Let's do go. A little bit of everything. That's that's one thing I know about the Albanians, man. They got their hands in every every bucket, dude. Yeah, man. If there's money, this guy's the networking king. Yeah, if I'll there's money in it, the Albanians are there, dude. I told you the top income earner in the in in the known and my known insurance industry yeah. right now i've been involved i've been a franchise owner with this company for three years now and this dude his name's mario hyro i think that's how he says his name and uh I, his accent is thick you know what i mean <laughs> but like albanian is as ever but dude will make five ten mil a year and and 80 percent of that i think is just just straight through the life insurance and a lot of Damn. people are mesmerized by that they're like life insurance has money like that i'm like I have no idea either. I'll be looking around like, I don't know how we make this much money. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are like, not degenerates, but like, yeah, I got into insurance as an expelled. I was expelled from high school at Cornrows yeah. down. I was that typical like poster child for like borderline ghetto, white trash. Like I got no yeah. idea what was going on and uh, blew it up, man. Six figures, first couple years, and I hit seven figures, 21 years old. So wow. and that's obviously gross income. A lot of the... There's a there's a massive difference between a 1099. I'm a 1099 millionaire, not oh a God. not a liquid millionaire. So there's a massive difference, yeah. you know, between between those two. Because a lot of people, you're not a millionaire. I'm like, I didn't say I was a millionaire. 1099 millionaire. You know what I mean? So seven figures is is what Uncle Sam reports me at. And and I always tell everybody like, he don't lie about his money. You know what I mean? Because so you can't lie to him, bro. Yeah, he'll he, find out. Yeah, he will come. They'll get, find he'll out. Come get your come get your pieces. So let's jump into the real estate and your story. So where were you born and raised? So I was born in Armenia, bro, and I was raised there up until nine years old. Then okay. I moved to uh, the Chicago suburb, Schaumburg, okay. uh, at nine, and I've been there ever since. Well, I'm in Elk Grove now, but I've how been there ever since. I'm 27. 27, yeah. okay. So two years older than me. And Jason, Damn, I'm the old guy here. How old are you, Jason? I'm the old guy. I'm Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so you got <laughs> a couple years on us. Uh, October 7th, so one more week. I'm about to hit the dirty 30. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, not the dirty 30. You got the same birthday as the oldest dude in the office. His name's Dave Wang. Oh, yeah, bro. He's like, that's a good thing. is that older than 83 year old or who else you got? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's like, he's been in the insurance industry for 22 years. Hey, he's, he's, he's solid, bro. He made 20 grand a month in passive income. So like, yeah, it's a solid build up a solid, solid career. He's the one that kind of pioneered the Chicago area for, for the insurance industry. So we came out here and partnered with him. So what about the story with your parents? How'd they get over here? Uh, my dad came here first. Yeah. And then that's when me and my mom and my sister, we moved uh, down here to basically be with him. What was yeah. life like in Armenia, right? Dude, 
It was actually great. Yeah. It's like being in a small little village. Yeah. So you know everybody. You go outside. You play. You come inside. There's really no technology. What are the surrounding um, countries? Surrounding countries. We got Iran, Turkey, uh, Georgia, and then Azerbaijan. Is it a safe place? No. No. In regards define safe. It's weird because the community watch looks out for each other, but it's a third world country at the end of the day. So yeah. if you like grow too big, what's you know, the, you what's might the political system in Armenia? At the time I was, there, I mean, still is democracy, but it's very corrupt. Yeah, is yeah. it like pr you're the president forever? Yeah, like that type of like. The guy just like changed the rules, so now I'm a prime minister, and another eight years. Oh, okay. yeah. But they finally like. I think they're getting it back together now. But when I was there, it was de definitely very corrupt. So you would have a business, and if let's say a government official wants your business, you're yeah. just gonna come say, "Hey, you need to give us like the mob." You know, like yeah. the business is mine now. That's and insane. if you don't sell it to them, you're just getting beat up every day. You can't call the police. Yeah. Until you sign it over. What is the dominant religious views? Christian. So we're Eastern Orthodox Christians over there. Okay. We're actually the only ones that are in that entire region. I was gonna say yeah. because I believe that would probably be a, a very, uh, with, I would imagine Muslim mm -hmm. type of type. So. Do you guys get a lot of attack? Because I see a, yeah. I see a lot. I've had, I haven't had the opportunity to have any uh, Israeli individuals on my mm -hmm. podcast, but I've had a lot of Palestinians and individuals that have been through the conflict I that see. they have between the, the two different beliefs. So I always like to know, opposed to what I see on the news. Yeah, I imagine you still got family over there. So a, a ton, man. So yeah. what's that like being Christian, Muslim? Is there like a war? Yeah. Is there feuds that go on? So there's actually a war kind of going on right now. So yeah. there's a small region inside of Azerbaijan called Artsakh. That's all Armenians, like yeah. 120,000 of them. And like in the 80s, there was a war. We took the land, we occupied it. And then like that's the Armenia like took care of that area. Yeah. And then 2020, there was a war. We lost most of that area. And then just literally last week, they just boom, bombed everything. And then now they're evacuating like 120,000 people out of the entire city. And those are yeah. Armenians or Armenians. Yeah. Armenians are and now yeah. am I mixing up another country? Arme is there an Armenia and an Armenia? Well, you're saying the same thing, bro. Am I saying the same thing? <laughs> okay. Because like I'm like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm like, I have no idea either at the same time. So Armenia had to retreat out of this area because of bombing, correct? Right. Who so was the bombing? Armenians in that area. Okay, I and say. who was bombing? Uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Yeah. And is that a like a, a place within Armenia or is that a country? That's of? that's our bordering country. That's the bordering country. So that land Artsakh is technically, if you look on a map, in their country. Now is it like a holy land, like how Israel and Palestine? Ooh, that have, I don't know. I don't, don't think know. so. Okay. It just some we were already there. Yeah. And then after the Soviet Union was broken up. Yeah. The kind they took that land and then we, there was a little conflict. What are some it. of the foods that you love over like? Ooh. Foods, culture, things like that. I love talking Kim about culture. Oh. Kim Kardashian's That's great. <laughs> Kim Kardashian's are. She's Armenian yeah. too. No, so wait, is, is she Armenian because uh, Bruce Jenner was Armenian? Was no, it? no, 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 sir, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Who or was it? Her mom then? <laughs> no, nah, her uh, dad. Oh Rob, yeah, because uh, Rob Kardashian. Yeah, no. Rob Kardashian. Was that his name? Rob I think. The, it, yeah. I think it was Rob Senior. I think it was one of those. One yeah. of those for sure. Okay, because he was, was an attorney, say, I think. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that's not really maybe the best. <laughs> May, maybe you know what I mean? Like, Bruce, but yes, yeah, yeah. So okay, so that's crazy. So Kim Kardashian, man, you guys produce. That's a, she's a hustler. You know, at the end of the day, to 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 yeah. be uh be a I believe a billionaire. I think she's a she's big deal, big yeah. deal, bro. Big so deal. Armenian, and then what about food wise? So we have a bunch. We're mostly like it's very similar to Mediterranean food. Yeah. Um, so we have kebabs. Bar barbecue is like one of my favorites. Yeah. And uh, tolma. I don't know if you've anyone here ever heard of it, but it's basically like meat and rice wrapped in like a grape leaf. 
Okay. It's fantastic. That reminds bro. me of I, I'll eat a lot of Greek food. I eat a lot of lamb. Very similar to that. They may call it dolma or something yeah. like that. I, yeah. I just had lamb fujon or something the other day. It was like oh, baked. Fujon. Oh, I got to get my hands on one. I have no idea, but it was like baked lamb yeah. opposed to your typical skillet or however they, and it was phenomenal uh, with potato. But that's, they'll do a lot of potato. And it's this Greek islands right down the road. It's always banging. But I, hey, when we'll I pass it over, yeah. Yeah, bro. When I, when I moved here, I always called the, um, what are they? With the lamb and uh, I used to call it gyro, and then uh, <laughs> and people would be like, they start freaking out, and I'd be like, yo, where I come from, yeah. we call this a gyro. And they would get mad, kind of too, like wasn't even like a laugh. It'd be like euro, and I'd be like, no, gy- it's a gyro. You're saying it wrong. Stop saying that. You know what I mean? Like, Man, you- there's so many different ways to say. It now. I said gyro for so long myself. Yes. Yeah. What now? Obviously euro as well then, or and I think now it's euro. So we yeah. don't have euros in uh, where, where I'm. No. That's, the, that's very Greek. But I used to work at a restaurant. And I was like, oh, would you like the gyro? Yeah. Everybody confused. Uh, yeah, we, don't, we don't know what that they is. They get mad. Like, oh, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> um, do you have a favorite dish that you didn't mention? Maybe the doma. Not really, bro. I can never think of one. No. It's just whatever. Like, I don't what, know how to cook what you, it. So. What would you say is your favorite thing about Armenia? What's the, what do you like? Try to hold on to from the culture. The uh, the culture itself. Yes. It's a very prideful, like respectful culture. Like you're supposed to be somebody. That yeah. You have to move in a certain way. Yeah. And I really like that. What? Who are some of the people that have come out there, other than Kim Kardashian, that that have some notoriety? Uh, Robert Kikorian is a is a good one. He built. Have you heard of Caesar's Palace? In Vegas, yeah, you know that the flamingo. We'll be there in a and week. A couple of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, did you? Hey, is uh, is this actually Caesar's Palace? <laughs> Step brother. It used to be, yeah, but he, you know, he got stabbed in the back. Yeah. Whatever details, right? Now he owns. He bought. He owns or used to own. He's he's passed away now. Okay. A lot of the hotels in uh, in Vegas. Okay. Super cool store if you look at uh, look at his background. Yeah. Patrick David's Armenian. Big uh, role model for Bro. me. <laughs> Big road water for yeah, you. Yeah, he's in the insurance industry, Bro, right? Yeah, he built all his wealth through life insurance every single day. That's how I start my day Monday through uh, Friday or Tuesday through Friday. He'll release fu- everything he releases. I watch. I consume. I'm on that. The yeah. books. I consume it all. Just his his mindset and everything that he how he incorporates everything. It's phenomenal. So you got his uh, new book. Uh, yeah. Choose your enemies wisely. I don't know. I don't actually don't think I. Have it's not out yet, but it comes out in December. The title alone. You got his new book. It's not out yet. (laughs) I set you up for failure, bro. (laughs) You got his new book. It ain't out. I wanted to see if he was a real fan. Well, I don't know if you were close like that. Maybe he sent you a copy, you know? Let's go. Uh, No, but it's. uh, I like the title a lot. I haven't read it, but from what he uh, uh, talks about, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Basically, choose your competition. Absolutely. makes a lot of sense. Especially in the day day and age that we live in right now, where choosing the wrong... Choosing the wrong enemy, and especially at the wrong time, can be catastrophic for your business. Absolutely. A lot of people, again, it's back to the, that young male ego of overestimating your enemy or underestimating even a combination of the two of those things. And you might set yourself up for just things that you can't afford to go through mentally, yep. spiritually, physically, financially. Who knows? But fire. Patrick Bet David, is there, you guys, that's fire right there. Patrick Bet David, Robert, these are two phenomenal yeah. individuals. Kim K, anybody else? I don't know the names, but some guy who made the ATM. Wow. He's Armenian. And we have actually a lot of ev- uh, inventions. I just don't know the exact yeah. people that make them. I'm going to uh, Google it real quick because I'm yeah. curious. You got me curious about Armenia. Start telling us uh, Albania. What are some of the favorite yeah, foods? Albania, man. You, y'all got good favorite food, Favorite culture right? stuff. Favorite cu- I mean, we're similar to Greeks, so, you know, same kind of food, Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, you know, Dua Lipa, big celebrity that everyone knows about. Yes. Finger. Yes. She's Albanian? She's Albanian, yeah. She's, I my Albanian crush, man. Dark, you know, we're all about the dark features out here. We love, we love the dark features. Bro, there's some beautiful Albanian oh, Albanian women. Dude. And I feel like they're only on reserve for Albanians. Like, I feel like <laughs> they'll, like, flirt with other, but, like, I, they won't, like, 
they just gonna like their family, like the yeah. way they're raised, like, no, you have to be with an Albanian. You know what I mean? It's not it's not even like a race thing, like maybe it's a little black. You know what I mean? It's no, I swear, I feel like thing, it's a yeah. culture thing of like yeah, they have so much pride in their culture, like, nah, you know, my husband got yeah. to be Albanian. I'm like, I respect it. Dude. I respect it makes it. the weddings a lot easier, bro. You ever been to like a mixed wedding? You're like, we got no. Sweet Home Carolina, no. and then we got this foreign <laughs> yeah, ass song. Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but they look, I love seeing some of these like weddings on TikTok where they'll put like Chief Keef over like a, oh, like oh, a European wedding, and they're doing like a, you know what I mean? Like a different type of dance. They just love Sosa. Yeah, and it's just Chief Keef like love Sosa. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are they actually playing love Sosa or is it like something crazy? Um, First country to adopt Christianity is our Armenia. Yep. Armenia has its own alphabet. We've been around for like 5,000 years. I think one of the oldest. You uh, have the oldest winery. I'll be damned. I didn't yep. know that. Winery, okay. Yeah, we're going to have to go get some wine, yeah. bro. Yeah. It is uh, the oldest winery on the planet. <laughs> found in a cave near the village of Arini, or Arini, but it is, in fact, 6,100 years old. Yet the country produces some of the really good wines, and not only from grapes, but also other fruits. Armenia has a record-breaking cable car. Yerevan is one of the oldest cities in the world and founded in 782 BC by King Argisti. I grew up 15 minutes from there. Yeah? Yeah. I forgot. Have you been back home or not yet? No, not yet. I'll probably go next year or so. UNESCO World Heritage World Heritage List is Labash, a soft, thin flatbread. Oh, place. Labash is the best, bro. You this is crazy. That now life. I'm going to look up Albania. What other things can you tell us about man, India? We sell, uh, unfortunately, we don't do wine. We, do, uh, we sell a lot of bud. Yeah. The biggest well, hey. in, uh, <laughs> and in trafficking. And, um, you know, I've I've heard that. I've heard that. Sometimes you're on a smoke shop. <laughs> it's the, I'm not bro, part of the mob, though. No other mob. than being famous as being the birthplace of Mother Teresa, yeah, Mother Albania Teresa. is known for its medieval era castles, um, exotic beaches, and Ottoman architectures lined up on the streets. That's hey, insane. If you want to go somewhere, you know, Greece is you know getting a little bit uh, too tourist. Too expensive, Albania. Yeah. Look, beautiful. Because people will get their life insurance license, build up a pretty solid business, and then they'll go back to their home countries. The immigrants do phenomenal in, in sales. You know what I mean? They come here with a work ethic. It's already a developed business, so they don't have to go out and develop infrastructure through another business. Yeah. So they already got the product, whatever it is. But then they'll go back. Like like Mario, I see him. He spent, seems like he spends every summer in Albania. He'll acquire more real estate there, hang out with family. One thing I've noticed, and I, I bet, I think just I love this about the Eastern culture in general, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I've adopted this. I already told my mom yeah. we're going to do this, is you guys keep it very tight in the family. Like, even though, you know, uh, some of these individuals are making millions of dollars, the, they have, like, like, almost like a, they treat it like a palace type of deal of, like, mom, grandma will stay there, and it'll be like a, yeah. like a it's like family-oriented type yeah. of, like you stay real tight with with the family. Is that Dude, true for you guys? That's I think almost every other country other than America. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why we're so divided here. But is that is that true for yeah, you guys? Yeah, no. Like uh, you know, we, I don't want to put my parents in like a retirement home or anything. Yeah, like no. I, I keep thinking about. It, I'm like, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. doesn't make any sense. I'm with you on that one for sure. Doesn't make any sense. So I really respect it. I like it, and I think I think it has to do. I don't think people realize when I look at just how weak and embarrassing America has been over these last last few years. I think the division in the home, it's real simple. You guys hear, remember hearing growing up, a house divided will fall, where a house Absolutely. united will stand. Yeah. You know, I think we just keep our homes united. That's something we can look at the Eastern culture and realize, you know, if we just keep a house united, keep your, mm -hmm. your mother, your father uh, close despite indifferences, you know, I think that's a great way to just establish good national principles yep. for a nation in general. It's like, hey, we keep our family core tight. And that's something that's like, I really love that more and more uh, as I 
just study and look. And you know where I get a lot of those ideas? I just listen to Patrick David a lot. You know what I mean? Like, he'll yeah. get these different individuals yeah. on. I'm like, it makes sense, dude. It makes sense. He even mentioned it. He'd go, he bought a big house so that everybody would come yes. visit him. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just, you know, he came here from Armenia. My parents came here from Albania as well. So it's funny because my dad actually sold insurance and he tried real estate. Yeah. Has he? Uh, yeah, he tried both. Every day he's like, I wish I didn't quit those two. Yeah. Been, you know, he's obviously well off now, but he's yeah. like, I would have been... Even, Even more, yeah. If I stuck with one of those. Here's some facts about Albania that you probably didn't know. No means yes, and yes means no. When talking to an Albanian, you, you may serious? notice that it looks like they're disagreeing with you, but they nod their heads <laughs> in the opposite direction. Yeah, this is a nodding. This means yes. <laughs> so when so my if I go, if you go like my this? uncles and stuff come, and I'm like, hey, do you want coffee? And they're like this. You know, I'm always thinking, oh, they don't. And they're like, oh my, my God. coffee? I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it says shake your head up and down. That means no. Shake it side to side. That means yes. The only place that I know does the head shake the opposite way is India. It does uh, take some time getting used to. Albanians have strong beliefs. The Albanian beliefs I find are very interesting. You may notice when walking around residential areas that on the fence or entrance of the houses, there are teddy bears or dolls. This is to ward off any bad spirits. Another Damn. belief is a liquid like a <laughs> drink is, no teddy is, split, bears on your is split. Then you must pour water over that spill to ward off bad luck. Also, if you order a second Rocky from a cafe, you may notice that they will bring it in a new glass but pour the Rocky into your glass oh, you're Rakia, already using. That's what I was talking about. Yeah? yeah? It's the moonshine. If you're giving oh. a new glass, it means you get a new partner. There are, <laughs> there are many other fascinating beliefs that they have as well. Religion was banned in Albania during yeah. the communist era of 1941 to 1992. Now, did your parents leave during that era? They left uh, 19, what was it, 19, yeah, 1992. So I, right after. So was that a hard time for Albania? Yeah. I imagine communist is never a they, good time. They thought, uh, so... They built bunkers all over Albania. If you go there, you'll see them. Um, they thought they were about to get in a, you know, in a big, huge civil war with each other. Yeah. Um, they tore down, you know, a bunch of churches, and um, that's why we're really not too re religious when it comes to, you know, beliefs. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, our government kind of took it away from us. Yeah. Um, at the same time, obviously, we still have that strong family belief. That's crazy. It says here also more Albanians live outside of Albania than inside. The population of Albania is 2.8 million. Oh, yeah. But sure. because it's hard to find work and the conditions are poor here, there are more Albanians living outside of Albania after the fall of the communism. Oh. Um, yeah, unemployment in Albania is around 50%. There's no jobs. They all moved to London's a big hub for them. Wow. Uh, Germany. Uh, obviously, all, during the all around the Balkan areas, they're trying to you know dominate. There's over 750,000 bunkers scattered around the country. Oh, yeah. The car of choice is Mercedes. There's no McDonald's in Albania. No Egg. McDonald's, but we got KFC, which is funny. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, KFC I like. I right. think I would. KFC's right international, bro. I know. They're everywhere but in Albania, what the heck? Who's eating KFC? Anyway? Bro, chicken is chicken in any country, yeah. bro. Exiro in Albanian tradition. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Maybe it's just Hiro. Um, one of Albanians' traditions is called. I'm gonna say Zyro. Early in the. Uh, Evening, Albanians will leave their home and go for a walk down the main road of wherever they live. This is a good chance to catch up with everyone. Sometimes the farmers will come and sell their produce or people will start little barbecues on the side of the street. Code of Besa. Safety in Albania is a question I get asked again. Uh, in fact, in Albania, there's something called a Code of Besa, which roughly trans translates to keep to promise. Albanians have a code of honor to look after those who need help. I'm learning so much. Albanians love espresso. Espresso, man. 70% of the country is mountainous terrain. Yeah, I mean, most of it now is moving out of the, you know, mountainous area, obviously because yeah. of logistics-wise. Um, but yeah, I would say there's still a ton.
fun. It says your language is like no other. There's two dialects, one being Tosk, the southern dialect, and the yeah. other Geg, the northern dialect. It's a hard language to learn. The words are long and the sounds are difficult for most. Yeah, so my Albanian is very, very limited. Yeah. I, I would, you know, got to be honest, I was born here, so yeah. my parents, like, uh, you know, they very, they modernize real quickly, so you can't really tell that they're Albanian. Obviously, they still have an accent, and, uh, you know, they're still European in their, in their style, but, you know, all they speak is English around the house. Yeah. It's, it says you guys have siestas. Siesta. Yeah, during the hottest part of the day. Like two to five, you guys will just. Oh yeah, they don't work in all. In, I mean, all that's all of Europe. They have like, they like, America's like no other. We're working here twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. you know. In Europe, everywhere else. Leisure. Maybe yeah, it's very leisure. Yeah. They don't take work serious, especially in Albania. Yeah, they. Yeah. They have, well, like, they don't got work. work. What are you saying? Fifty percent. Yeah, fifty <laughs> percent. Yeah. So. What's the political structure like in Albania? Same thing. So, uh, democracy. Uh, we have a prime minister. Yeah. Same thing though, you know, it's all corrupt out there. Yeah. Um, the same guy's been there forever. Uh, they just keep voting for him. They just somehow. keep voting yeah. for him. <laughs> they keep voting for everyone hates him, but somehow he still wins. Yeah. Know? It's that kind of situation. Yeah, we're running into that right now with uh, yeah. Mr. Biden. So, who knows? But what? Who are you guys uh, more fond of? Who have you built the mo best relationship with, mom or dad, and why? Mm. I would say for me it would be my mom because mm -hmm. I was raised. Uh, my mom, my parents are divorced. So I was okay. raised mostly by my mom. Okay. Yeah. And then what's your dad do? Uh, he owns a business. He owns a salon up in uh, Buffalo Grove. Okay. Yeah. And then what's your mom do? She doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. I and got it. You got it. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah. That's that's a good place to be. What about you, Jason? Yeah. So my dad, he's actually the one who started the yes the glass company. Yes. So he went through everything and then he ended up, you know, starting this aluminum glass company. Yes. You know, he's grown and. Now he's semi-retired. Yeah. As well as my mom just got laid off. Yeah. She's, you know she's got the Albanian mindset too, so she loves working, working, working. Yeah. But uh, you know now she's trying to enjoy a little bit. You know all the hard work they put in and all that. Have some espresso. Exactly. Have some espresso. Leisure. Yes. <laughs> you know. But so it's hard to make them to stop working, man. They love working. These Al Albanians love, love working. What What was your guys's life like transitioning from high school? Yeah. Did you do college? Did you just get immediately into the, the real world and making money? What was that like for you? I wish I got into the real world right away. But unfortunately, being an immigrant, bro, you got to go to college. Yeah. So I went to community college for a couple of years while I was trying to kind of figure out my life. And then around 19, I made the decision. I'm like, this this isn't for me. Yeah. So I dropped out. I still went to finish it off. Like, I have my associate's degree. But I just quit that at, like, 21 years old and got straight into real estate. Okay. And I have no regrets. Thank God. I wish yes. I started, like, 18, man. I would have yes. been three years ahead. So that's my that's my background. And so getting into real estate, it started with you watched a video. Somebody told you about it. So actually, bro, I, I chose real estate because I just wanted to be rich. Yeah. That was like, okay, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to be poor forever unless I figure out a way to make money. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's see. What are the rich people doing? And they own—they uh, all own real estate. Yeah. Even if you, with you, uh, if you make a bunch in insurance, you're gonna put some in real estate, yeah. right? So I'm like, all right. So the end goal is investing in real estate, but I need money to get there. So mm -hmm. how the hell am I gonna make money? And then the algorithm on YouTube just showed me being a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to what you guys do. For two grand, I get to get my license and I could sell real estate, make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I don't really have to build anything from the ground up. There's—I don't have an office lease. I don't need to have suppliers. Anything like that, yeah. easy. Just buy it, now just go find somebody to sell a house to. Yeah. And that's that's how I started. And then transitioning into owning, what did yeah. you start with? Single property? So I did a flip first. Yeah. I did a flip in 
February of 22, we bought it and then closed on it in May, made 40,000. I was like, oh, this is great, but I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping is like another job. It's just yeah, like it's being tedious. an agent, bro. It's yeah. tedious. You're in construction, you got a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah. Can we cuss on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> whole bunch of shit going on, right? Yes. So I didn't really enjoy it. And I, I felt it was a very, s you can make a lot of money quickly, but the second you stop, the money stops. Yes. Very much like being in real estate, which I think insurance, that's the appealing thing is you got the yeah. residuals, right? I call, I call real estate, I call insurance the poor man's real estate because there's no capital yeah. needed to, to get started in distributing property. Every policy is like a micro property. It's beautiful. You see? So yeah. it's like if we generate $5 of cash flow off a property, go out and sell as many properties as you want today. And just chill on them. And just chill on yeah. them. You know what I mean? And the life, the average life of a property is 10, 20 years for us. You know wow. I mean? So I mean, if I have life insurance, I'm the point is to have it as long as I live, yes, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. After the flip, I just said, oh, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. What are the like the smarter, more richer people doing? Yeah. And I discovered they're all in commercial real estate, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how do I get into that? Because that's a lot of money. Yes. And I bought my first apartment building in uh, LaGrange. It was a seven unit. So it was just seven units or did yeah. you partner in? So all my deals are with partners. Okay. I, I don't do anything with, I, I put my mo own money up, but yeah. most of it is with partners. Yeah. Money. I do all the work. I find the deals. Yeah. I do the operations. I execute all that. And they Who's just bring been the a money. figure for you that's kind of like, I remember getting into insurance. I listened to a lot of Grant Cardone and half yeah. of his material was commercial real estate and getting into real yeah. estate and half of it was sales. So my real estate knowledge is still very bare, bare, bare minimum because I just haven't put any passion there at all. Yeah. But uh, is that somebody you've looked up to? Or is, I've also heard, I did a real estate podcast a week ago and they were like, yeah, he's good, but we da 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 da, -da we do this. So Grant Cardone introduced me to multifamily, like thinking yes. big. Yes. Because it's so true, man. When, you, when you're buying one house at a time, it's impossible to scale. Yes. Like an apartment building doesn't make as much cash flow per door as a single family would. But you can also have a lot more apartment buildings than you can have single family homes. Could you yeah. imagine 100 houses? Yeah. That's 100 roofs, 100 different addresses, utility bills, different yep. locations. It's a nightmare. 100 doors yeah. could fit in like a one acre. Yes. Maybe two. Yes. It's all in one place. Easier to manage. Everything is a lot just more scalable. Mm -hmm. So that's what introduced me to it. But Manny Koshman uh, is like an Iranian immigrant. Yeah. He's the one I'm like, wow, he's doing like, he's making millions of dollars. Yeah. He has seven employees, bro. Yeah. I, w I met him personally. I went to his event. And I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm like, you have seven employees. You make millions of dollars. All you do is buy Bugattis and smoke cigars on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, this is the life I want. And that's when I realized, all right, I need to get into this. I need to be all in on this commercial real estate yeah. thing. So that's why I quit being an agent. So now I'm just, all I'm buying in. with apartments and then I'm going to scale to retail and office once I have enough liquidity. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's what I'm saving up for right now. Because people are like, let me buy real estate. Yeah. Bro, bro you, I am buying real estate. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not building equity, unfortunately, with the real estate that I possess right now. Because yeah. I pay for, I got this suite, I got a suite across the road. But I want to get into. Do you own this or do you? Lease. You lease these? Yeah, okay. lease these. But. This building went for, I want to say, in between eight to ten mil uh, yeah. prior to us getting into it, and then I think they ownership flipped. You know, within us, within a year of us having, I think they it went for fifteen. You know what I mean? And then it might go for twenty yeah. in the next three to four. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself because I'm looking at all all of this. Uh, one, COVID has affected tremendously. I think half the workforce now works from home. Yep. So it makes me think. Even if revenue is still there and people can afford to, you know, fund these leases, what are these leases backed by? You know what I mean? Like, are are, are there bonds backing these leases? Like, what are these backed by that if the commercial real estate 
just flops, like yeah, what's gonna happen? Because I'd I'd rather wait and buy mm-hmm. when the commercial real estate flops, and and get into because I'm gonna need if I got four thousand square foot here and four thousand square foot there, and I double the company like yeah. we've been doing over the last three years. If we double and we got 100 reps right now, and let's say I've got 300, 400 reps, and they want half of them want to operate from in the office, so I got 200 yeah. plus people that want to operate from in an office. I want to have like a 16,000 square foot place. I like more of a flex space because then Very I nice. have okay. like that that kind of. You ever watch uh, MTV, um, the Fantasy Factory? You guys remember Rob Deere, like no. the Fantasy Factory? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I know what you're yeah, on. You got yeah, the cars pulled out. You just yeah, got that like, yeah, rugged you know look to it. You put cubicles yeah. in there, and like you could put you know whatever you want in there. Just like basketball hoop. Yeah, I feel like it'd be sick. But it's like, I'm still going to need, like, it's a $10 million building, you know? It's like, that's easily $10, $15 million building. No, bro. So right now, office is at, like, 60% discount. That's the thing. So, so if you want to get an office building, I'll jump in now. And then when you get into your first office building, because I dabbled into talking to the, the guy that got me mm-hmm. in this place. And I'm like, what would I need? Do I need 20% down? Because even yeah. if, I, if it's 60% down, if it's 60% down, let's say... You know, it's a $7.5 million place opposed mm-hmm. to a $15 million place. Do I need 750000 down or do yeah. I need one point five down? So you're going to need 25% down, whatever you buy. Yeah, so I'm right? going to need one point five or $2 million down exactly. if it's a $7.5 million bill. Yep. But you don't necessarily need to be your money. So one thing I would suggest, so there's two different businesses, right? So you could buy an office building, and one of the privileges for you is you happen to have a business that can occupy 16,000 square feet. Yeah. So you could buy an office that is, let's say, 30,000 square foot building. That is 50% vacant. You could buy it at a 50% discount. Literally move your business in, you double the value of that building. Now you can refinance your capital out, sell it, uh, and you're, you're sitting pretty. Yeah. Or you could just hang on to it and just enjoy living, basically having your business rent-free. Yeah. But then that depends on what business you're in. So essentially you're saying, yeah, occupancy has tremendous. Because I know yeah. the reason we got such a good deal over here is I was literally across the street, yeah. and the guy that was investing into this space offered me a better deal here. So he gave me, he knew he made less money on the front end with the leases, mm-hmm. but he knew if he drove the occupancy here and then drove the occupancy yep. down across there, the, the value of this building would go up tremendously because we're a yeah. larger tenant. So when How you long purchase, is your lease? It's a three-year lease. Okay, is it increasing year over year? Or yeah, same? it increases okay. year over year. I think we started at like eight or nine, and then it'll go, it's like 10 right now, and then I think the final year it'll be like 12. There you go. Yeah. So, so, and the final year is probably when he's going to go refinance because that's when his cash flows at the absolute highest. So you're saying no, when you purchase a building, you can technically you're increasing the value of the building. You could refinance based. Mm-hmm. How long do you have to wait until you can refinance on the value of the building? Generally, you want to do own it for at least a year okay. on a commercial. So side. I own it. So I get in yeah. there at seven point five. I own it for a year, and hypothetically speaking, let's just say I'm the only occupant. I just yeah. I want to occupy the whole space. I don't want any other tenants. I don't want to lease out to anybody else. I can get it re-estimated for new mm-hmm. value. And then I can, can I do like with a home, like you can do a homeowner loan? I pull the money a, out? Yeah, pull the money Absolutely out. Absolutely, you can. So and I can pull the, the money out and invest it into whatever I want. Tax-free, yeah. Tax-free. Dump it back in your business or go buy another building. So there's no tax, even on like, I guess there's not, there wouldn't be any capital gains. Or, or so when you refi, it's just debt, bro. Yeah. Right? So you're getting a loan. Basically, let's say you get $2 million out, right? Yeah. That's $2 million at whatever interest rate. So it's actually, that's an actual loan, yeah. even though it's your original money back, Yeah. right? And uh, now you can go and buy anything you want. Now, if you ever want to sell the building, that's when you actually have capital gains tax. Unless yeah. you want to do what's called a 1031 exchange, which is what they all do. And, and then you, you just, ro- the 1031 exchange, is that when you roll the money into another real exactly. estate property? Yep. 
And do you just have to have proof? Of do-, do you just send that to the IRS? Do you just say, hey, listen, I rolled that <laughs> this money into no, no, no. A, a building? Like, how do you prove, like, hey, I spent this money on a building? So you actually hire a 1031 firm. Okay. So your money is going to go to them automatically. Okay. And then you fill out a form. I think at closing, you'll let them know this is a 1031 exchange. So you fill out a form. You have 45 days to actually declare four properties on that form that you're going to be buying. Now, all four of them combined can be the same value or higher than what you sold, or each one of those can be. You can go after each one. And you have 180 days to basically lock those down. Yeah. And that's how the IRS knows, because everything's on paperwork. Okay. Now, if any of that money touches your checking account, you got to pay taxes. Wow. Yeah, so you got to take it to the escrow account. How long do you just keep 1031 exchanging? Until you die, bro. And you never, ever pass the properties on to your kids until you die. Yeah, because when they inherit it, how do you pass they get it a on? step Trust? up in basis? You die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but where do you put it so they don't? <laughs> just where do you put it so you don't? Um, so you so have your assets in a trust, or I'm, yeah, I'm not rich enough to have all these information. But yeah. you're in a I trust or say, something. Yeah. But when you die, whatever, however you have, uh, like your will set up, yeah. and whoever gets whatever property, mm-hmm. they inherit it. Then you get a step up in basis. Yeah. So let's say you bought a building at a million, but yeah. it's worth ten. If you were to just pass the deed over to them, well, now the IRS says. Well, hey, your your uh, son or daughter just made ten million dollars this year. They owe us two million dollars in taxes. Yeah. But they haven't. So now yeah. they have to sell your property at a deep discount just to be able to pay tax bill, which is not what you wanted. Yeah. But if you die, you know, God forbid, and they inherit it, then they get a step up in basis. So whatever that property is worth in the current market is is what their original like investment is technically. Yeah. So anything le- more than that is when they pay taxes on. Anything less, they don't pay taxes on. So, somebody that wants to get into real estate right now what would you advise them they're low on capital yeah they don't got much so obviously they don't got much money they don't got much knowledge do they need to go get a license and spend a year like just increasing their knowledge and wisdom of the industry or should what should they do i think the biggest myth is you need a real estate license to invest in real estate no offense to most of the agents but if you've met agents that have been licensed for three four years they almost know nothing about real estate so you don't really need a license to learn I wouldn't get a license unless you are trying to be a top producing real estate agent. Yeah. Because that's a different business model than being an investor. Yeah. You can learn every, I've, everything I've learned about being an investor is through books, podcasts, meeting people, and actually investing for myself. Yeah. Those are the best ways to learn. The one so that's thing that, where they need to start. Books, podcasts, yep. meeting people. I think mostly invest. meeting people, bro. Yeah. Uh, because one thing, uh, you need three things to invest. You need time to actually operate the deal. You know, any business you have, you need time, right? Money, and then you need experience. Yeah. Money's easy to get if you have the other two. Yeah. And if you don't have money and you don't have experience, chances are you probably have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. You're not working. You know, you yeah. got nothing to do with your life. Yeah. So go and work for a contractor. Go for work for a property manager. Intern for an investor. Be an uh, assistant to an agent. Yeah. Like learn the game within for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Even if you have, like, you don't even need money. Yeah. You just need the experience. Now that you know what you're looking for, how to value a deal, and now you could put an opportunity, package it together. And throughout your you know journey of getting experience, you made connections. You met a me, you met a Jason, yeah. you met a you, and then I'm like, yeah, I got this deal that can make us 200k. I just need a hundred thousand dollars to make it happen. Yeah. Somebody come to you with that deal, and you know that they have experience. You're gonna say yes. Yes. Shit, I'll say yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Free sauce, man. Leave hold on, here we go. Right here. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we, we gotta make it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Who's the top dog in uh, Illinois, investor-wise? Like who? Oh, I have no clue, bro. No. I don't really follow that stuff. No? No. I'm just I'm work, I'm worried on my own, but I'm trying to grow. Blinders I'm trying to be on. the top dog. Yeah, blinders yeah. on. Blinders on until you're him. Exactly. Man. Who's the top dog in insurance? Me. My <laughs> man. 
You know what? You ask me the question again. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I was like, as you reverse it back, I hope he says insurance. I was like, but no, no. Um, specifically with our company, we we are we are on track to uh, be top in Illinois. There is a a lady that's doing a little better than us right now. So we she gotta have to her. take care of it then. She's got like five Porsche GT3 RSs. So she she been doing it for that's about. too many of the yeah, same car, right? Just variations. Though? She's like a thousand years old. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm, just play, I'm just playing. But if no, I had a she's, thousand she, years, I'd no, have five. She, yeah, no, she's she's in her forties, I believe, but she's been doing it for twenty years. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a baby dog. I'm so how do you guys year. make money? That's so that's the question I have for yeah. you. Because my insurance policy is twenty one dollars a month. Yeah, so we just we walk in with a club. Hit you over your head and take your pin <laughs> out. That's why my head was hurting, now, bro. No, so this is what's this is what's cool about the. You got to think, life insurance, bro. You is the easiest way to get rich. Is the cost of the insurance, the cost of the agent might be one year. You know what I mean? So it's like even that twenty dollars. Yeah. You figure that twenty dollars, we pay that to the agent times twelve is two hundred forty bucks. So they made two hundred forty dollars in five minutes talking. The to agent you. did that. Yeah, okay. the agent did, and then. Let's say they get 5% of that. So, you know, let's say they get a dollar off that policy for the life of the policy. You keep the policy. Let's just say you do what, what statistically most people do. They yeah. somehow let the policy lapse after 20 or 30 years. So now they've made $500, $600 plus off this policy that, you know, was, was a 30-minute investment. And the insurance company on the other side of it yeah. is is generating it's it's pure profit like it's just 600 profit you know what i mean like there's, there's unless not, they die unless you die <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. the, the issue is and it's it well people are like well that sounds like a scam it's, it's not a scam it's here's here's the difference here is people typically lack responsibility and so god forbid they do die in the midst of irresponsibility there's no way not like even the wealthy people People are wealthy in correspondence with the value of the production of their business. Right. When the business stops producing, their wealth stops producing. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a lot of rich people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Out there, it's like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? They'll watch this. Like, oh, he does well. He's in insurance. Like, man, if this you take this away, I'm not I'm not liquid like stupid wealthy. You know, I'm not buying yeah. Bugattis and smoking cigars. I, I yeah. got to make calls and DM and recruit and develop relationships and teach people how to sell insurance, mm -hmm. or no money's going to be made. But when you when you look at the profit margin in the insurance industry, it is it is absolutely insane. Our third largest shareholder, yeah, and obviously he's probably the third largest shareholder in every company is is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like everybody probably says yeah. that. But but at the same time, you know, I've read you know a lot of his material where it's like they over scrutinize the companies that they invest into, especially yeah. it's been twenty years that he's held in in Globe Life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like they they're not just holding in our company for no no apparent reason. Right. The, the profit margin. It's made in the long term, but it's also made in the short term as well. Because if a policy pays ten years and all you're giving is is a year or mm -hmm. two years in the grand scheme of things to the cost of right. insurance, whether that's agent, that's the actual cost of premium, and then you're investing the rest into MTF, ETF, what, whatever you know what I mean, any yeah. type of funds, you're gonna get a 10, 15 percent. You're now you've gone from a nine year to an eighteen year policy, mm -hmm. even though it only paid nine because you doubled. The profitability based off investment as well. So and how much like, is an average like life insurance policy? Yeah, mine is twenty one because I'm uh, the average, young and in yeah, shape. Yeah, but the average is is, is going to be about eighty to one hundred dollars a month. But where okay. you really get into making a significant amount of money is when you start doing estate planning for as as an individual producer. Mm -hmm. And let's just say in the state of Illinois, I want to say it's when your estate is valued over four million dollars. So as soon as you're valued over yeah. four million dollars, it's over three. So over three million dollars, 
you pass away, what's the percent? 16? 18 percent? Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically you're at eight million dollars of value right yeah. now. You die next week. Your family has to come up with sixteen percent of that eight million in, in in regard to an estate tax, or they liquidate your entire estate and the government acquires it. Th that's got to be a better way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you make sure your stuff's in a trust, like you want to transfer oh, okay, your okay, properties. Okay. 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 So just make sure. Make sure you listeners and people out there, and, so, and you guys can do a little more detailed research because there's a federal estate tax, I believe, and right. then there's individual state mm -hmm. estate taxes. So you got to figure out, all right, I'm in Illinois. Is that where your business is registered? Is that where your address is and everything? Yep. Where majority of your time is registered? Another cool loophole would be put put your addresses in Puerto Rico. Talk to your CPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not accountants over here. Yeah, so talk <laughs> talk talk to some people, but yeah. there's uh there's other options, but like but for every every inch, uh, industry. But yeah, but bro, you pitch somebody, "Hey, listen, what would you rather do? Pay a couple thousand dollars a month and make sure your state's properly protected? That way, you know, when you liquidate a business, what do you have to do to the business? You got to sell the business off. You got to shut down the business yeah. so you can liquidate the business. So now if you sell if you sell the goose that's producing the golden eggs, you're out of gold next. And they're right? on a, I'm sure they're on a time crunch too. So I mean, exactly. Fast 30 days to sell a business. I'm we, selling it cheap. We sell golden goose protection. That's what you know yeah. what I mean. Like a lot of people will call it like I, I hate the people in our industry that talk about you're gonna get rich buying a policy. Like if if we got so rich buying like selling these policies, yeah. Like the policy was gonna make you so rich. Why do we keep selling the policies? Why wouldn't we just buy the policy, set it up right. to make us in like. You guys have, have you guys ever ever seen this like on TikTok or social media where people are like, get a life insurance policy and you'll become a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. You know I know the whole like about? living benefits bullshit yeah. that takes ten years to actually take if into it's effect. It's so good. Think, yeah. think of it this way: like when somebody's trying to sell you something, I think immigrants are real good at this of like sniffing out BS of like, <laughs> look at this nose, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, dog, I'm gonna sniff this out. <laughs> you gonna sniff this out? So it's like, I be telling people, I'm like, don't. I don't want to hear. I don't want to walk by you guys and hear you selling some BS about people are gonna get rich off the product. Yeah, because it's a death benefit. Life insurance has always been and always will be a death benefit. Yeah, if you were able to become a millionaire off of owning the policy, my policy would be way bigger than it is right now. One thousand percent. You know what I mean? I would be peddling the insurance. It's insurance in case shit hits the fan. I'm exactly. Covered. Yeah. You brought up TikTok. I know insurance has been, you know, topic of huge topic over up, COVID you know, and everything. Becoming more popular. Yeah, you know, infinite this, banking. This an, yeah, infinite banking. Infinite banking. This infinite banking. Infinite banking. That's you know. Like I said, my dad was doing in like 1995. Yeah. Why do you think it's becoming like sexy again? Like Patrick I, David. Well, I think well, yeah, yeah, Patrick David. One, I think people are marketing in different. But I think at the same time, you know, anything that people can do to manipulate a quick dollar, yeah. is 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 going to be you know a a highlighted industry. You know what I mean? I th I had I had two uh, wealthier gentlemen on the the other day, and and they're OnlyFans managers, and I was teasing them and like. You know, I'm like, hey, look, I respect the game, you know, yeah. but it's like, that's a that's a quicker dollar. You know what I mean? So anything that you can kind of get a quick dollar off of, people are going to highlight and, and want to make money off of. You know, like you saw some of the celebrities jumped into OnlyFans and, and tried to make, I think the one uh, girl, I remember watching Disney Channel growing up and I had a crush on this girl and like broke Which my one? Heart. The redheaded one that used to dance with uh, uh, the girl that plays the Spider-Man's girlfriend. They used to dance together. Lois Lane? Not, not no way. <laughs> I messed uh, that up. Man, Google you, you ever watch the <laughs> Spider-Man, the mix Zend Zendaya? 
Oh yeah. Zendaya. Oh she, yes, she had yeah. the, the friend that had the red hair. I think she, I think she went on there and made like three million dollars in a day or something like that. Dude, wow. get me on OnlyFans. Three right? million dollars a day. Yeah. What well, I got to show? Yeah, bro. That's it. That's the thing. I got and nice like, calves. That's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> bro. I asked you dudes. I was like, so did dudes do it too? Or like, yeah, dudes do it. I'm like, yeah, oh. Tyga. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and Jason Derulo, I think, has a has. Damn. I don't know if Jason. Why does my dog know this? <laughs> I, yeah, bro, what's going on? I didn't think the Albanians. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> oh, serious, I told you we follow everywhere there's money, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So yeah, man. I think I think the reason it's uh, it's getting sexy is is any like anything you can kind of man- kind of just I don't know mm-hmm. uh, distort the the image yeah. to make a quick dollar because you got to think the world that we live in right now it only gets lazier. And I was reading something the other day wow. that like science science has proven that our brains are wired to develop and build and establish a life of of comfortability absolutely so we're always we're always seeking to set up some level of comfort in our lives and so i think people quickly it's like i got a microwave in here you probably use the microwave today already you'll use it later today and it's like you want that instant gratification you know so it's like anything that that people can buy on if i I look in the camera i'm like i've got an opportunity for you dm me i'm gonna make you a thousand dollars immediately Opposed to, yeah. Hey, look, I'm gonna make you a millionaire, but it's gonna take you 20 years of blood, sweat, tears, and you're gonna have to work like a dog. But you're gonna for sure be a millionaire. 98 percent of people are gonna click on the first option. But your second option is 100 percent successful. Yeah, the second option is yeah. like 100 percent true. The first option is like a scam, right? And so everybody loves. But it's it's not it's it's not the fact that people are like, you know, just un, not intelligent. It's it's the simple fact that the appeal to the instant mm-hmm. gratification is greater. Than the appeal to actually having to go through the process, and I, I love uh, I love philosophy and I love stoicism. And I think it was Socrates. He said it's easier to find a man that would be willing to die than a man that would be willing to endure pain for an extended period of time. And wow. that's that's life, bro. That's like, duh. I mean, how long are you willing to suffer? I think is a testament to how much you will succeed. I right? bet. I bet. Like I've heard that Manny Koshman so much. I bet an Iranian immigrant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. First, I've, I, is it is it first generation when you actually come here? Dude, I don't it, know. I always say, but that just call OG Gen. Yeah, just call OG, OG Gen. from Iran to come and build something. I bet the suffering was twenty years, dude. So oh, like, he tells the story, bro. He he fell down many many times. I can't, imagine. but he came back up big. He, yeah, he got big, dude. three Bugatti. Yeah, I was dude. gonna say not one, <laughs> three. Oh, you gotta do it right. You gotta fail. Crazy. You know who else is popping like that is Wes Watson. I don't know if you guys know. I that love dude. Wes Watson. He be going dude. crazy. He's like, you mother effers. <laughs> you know what you need. <laughs> I did ten oh, years. Dude, this guy was in prison five years ago. Yeah. Now he makes thirty million dollars a year. No, he just. I think he's most like online programs, uh, education things like that. But dude, this guy is a savage. Who parked like this? Oh, it's just uh, <laughs> this was the park job. Oh my god. Bro, the handicap spot's literally right there. Just park in the handicap <laughs> yeah. spot already. Oh my goodness, um, man! All right, so we went on a massive tangent on the appeal, the instant gratification. What about let's let's jump into the glass business, bro? Let's t- let's highlight glass and everything like you're doing over here at the the vape shop. Yeah, at the smoke shop. Uh, yes, the vape smoke. Whatever you call yes, it, you brought shot. me some Cohibas. So Cohibas. it's not just a vape shop. I, I hope that didn't sound like, oh, what are you doing at the vape? <laughs> so there's cigars. Like, g- give us a rundown, bro, yeah, of so the whole industry. Uh, the vape shop pretty much is everything but cannabis. So we got yeah. Delta, which is you know becoming real big. Uh, it's pretty much like a secret cannabis yeah. source. Uh, a lot of potheads actually come come get that because you know it has the same effect, uh, but way cheaper. Yeah, as well as uh, you know 
Dacer. You know how big Dacer everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Even though you see all these commercials about stop vaping, stop vaping. People are not going to stop. It's like it's like telling people to like stop drinking or something. Exactly. You know, the prohibition era. It's like, you know, people are just going to they would go in war if they try to take the vapes away. Oh, absolutely. A war would break out. A bunch of eighteen to twenty-two year olds would. We'll have a new <laughs> Al Capone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, jewel pots. They keep trying to ban things. You know, remember the jewel, the jewels back in the day? Yeah. I was yeah. Those, I was selling those in my dorm room actually. Allegedly. Like, uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was selling them to people uh, when they were getting banned because you know they were. They banned mango and mint, which, you know, every, like, 18, 19-year-old girl was going crazy about. Yeah. Uh, but obviously now it's it's insane. Uh, I told them over here, he's smoking a North uh, vape. Uh, actually, my, my buddy uh, is part owner of that. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Breeze is another popular vape that's uh, from Michigan that's now in the midst of a lawsuit. Yeah. So it's looking like they're going to get banned, too. Uh, so let's take advantage of the market. And, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, What's your favorite cigar? My favorite cigar is so I just started smoking. Actually, this guy right here, he's gotten me into cigars. Uh, I'm What's your favorite cigar? I got a few. Uh, I've been on uh, Patina kick lately. Yeah, Patina's Pl- Placencia is a good one for me. I think I met and a Placencia sales rep What's down up? in the city where everybody smokes, Big's Mansion. Yep. I think Love I met a Latino Placencia sales rep. I forget the gentleman's name. Good cigars. It's a you good like cigar. With it's your delicious. coffee, bro, it's. Solid. You do a black coffee like a French press or something? No, I'm not crazy. Not crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't do. We don't do crazy. Shit. I love my life. I'm not yeah? too bitter. Okay. I do. I do black. I do coffee, light cream. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I go heavy on the cream. We, we know we got the. Yeah. He goes way too heavy on the cream. Yeah. Heavy on that cream, man. It's like this guy cream. gets an iced vanilla coffee, four creams, four sugars. <laughs> He's asking to yeah, die. It sounds like me as like 14 or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a sugar fiend, man. I'm I mean, a sugar fiend, bro. And I I've been on a crazy diet this last month. And I feel phenomenal, dude. Just meat, potatoes, pretty much. Meat, yeah. potatoes, and fruit. And so my sugar, I just eat. I eat an apple, banana with peanut butter, and I drizzle honey on it. That's yeah. been my sugar. Damn, like, bro. Yeah. yeah. I, don't eat, I don't drink coffee like at all. Yeah. Uh, like maybe once in a while, you know, if it's early. What morning. are you talking about? That's Albanian culture, dude. I know. I'm. I'm Little espresso. I'm against it. I drink tea, you know, here and there. Are there co- are there coffee? Are there like coffee bean fields or coffee in Albania? That's a good question. A great uh, question. We we'll have to double check. I don't. I don't know. Like most of them are like Turkish coffee. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I know. Like I said, we sell a lot of. What's uh, your favorite vape then? If you're not a big cigar. Me, guy? so. I'm one of those guys that really don't smoke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the dealers. Hey, you don't get rock high your on product. Product. You know, <laughs> of course, when it's around, I think I'm a. You know, I definitely. Yeah. You know, smoke it. Uh, I don't really have a favorite. Like. Like the North uh, yeah. breezes, those ones are very popular when it comes to like males. I feel like yeah, uh, just the flavors are good. Um, yeah, I'm more of a cigar guy now. Now that he got me kind of into it, don't uh, get him the into Cohibas it. are amazing. Those yeah, are always, uh, such you know, a solid one to start a great, with. Great, great mm-hmm. gift to be giving people because yeah, you know, there's there's five of them. They're yeah. small. He made me pay for mine. You, <laughs> you ever? You and ever he gave me a shout out too, so I gave him do- he, I double <laughs> dip. Underrated or overrated Cubans? I've never had one, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think I got some in my. Lo- I I got a uh, cigar locker at. I smoke at the Humidor in Lyle, and oh, it's yeah, fifteen minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where I like to smoke. It's it's like a blue collar. You would never even yeah. think it's it's not like a massive luxurious place, but it's a real homey place, and I love I love smoking yeah, there. They got a like, phenomenal uh, Westmont Lyle area. That's yeah, it's got a phenomenal phenomenal. I want to smoke. I smoked at Biggs in the city, but I heard there's a, a nicer place in the city than Biggs. Mm, nicer than Biggs? Yeah. Oh yes, 
I don't know the name of it, but it's like a two-story one with the private. But it's it's like five thousand dollars a year to be yeah, just I a member. Yeah, I heard it's something crazy. Yeah. It's something stupid. I don't remember the name, but here in the suburbs, bro, we got eight to eight, and we have uh, the Byron Lounge, one in Schomburg, one in Villa Park, right here. Yeah, they just fully remodeled, amazing. So that's where I go. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a member of both. So one. let me know. Don't be giving shout-outs shout to Tina. Oh, yeah, only cigar shop. Only They're Geneva only cigar shop. shop. Only Listen, Geneva Smoke Shop. Twenty-four. Now, do you guys have a cigar lounge? So we we don't right now. It's it's purely just a smoke shop. So you know, come in, purchase, and leave. Yeah. But, uh, probably the next goal is to get a cigar incorporate because I think. Uh, is there a license required to have a cigar lounge or yeah, something? Yeah, like there's a different license because you need a you need to have food and beverage uh, license. Yeah. So uh, I think that's that's where the more money kind of adds. Uh, yeah. I, obviously, the smoke shop's great. Um, you know, great margins. You know, we're talking forty, fifty percent margins on you know everything we sell. So really great margins. Great products, you know, things that people need to come every week, every day, yeah. and, and get. Um, another big thing, I don't know if you guys ever tried. It's called kratom. Yeah. No. I I've I've had a kratom drink once. Yeah. And it freaked me out. Really? How'd you feel? Yeah. Freaky. I don't, I'm I'm already like. You're jittering already, bro. Yeah, I'm already like <laughs> really high energy, so like I can't really. I don't do coffee. I don't do any energy drinks or anything like that because I'll go nuts. Yeah. So I I had a kratom drink and it had me like locked you know yeah what I mean? yeah there's different so there's, you probably got with the one that like makes you focus more yeah there's different strands so yeah I'm, I'm, i haven't tried myself that's actually one i'm, I'm going to i think try uh, be safe bro yeah now i gotta be safe i'm gonna give him one too now oh no i don't want yeah. that bro i'm gonna give him in a water bottle like uh your, your yeah your friend boy. like here have this you know yeah try this we don't yeah. know it's liquid happen. heroin you're gonna love it yeah <laughs> yeah man it's uh it's obviously hard to get uh, the traction to come to the shop. Uh, just in Geneva, it's not very, you know, I don't know people in Geneva personally, so it's been, a, you know, kind of a marketing challenge. But, you know, yeah. little by little, we're, we're getting more and more traction. So. What are what are some of your guys' hobbies? Do I start? Anything. The gym, you know, the gym's big, obviously. I think all of us, the gym. Uh, the speak for also, yourself. I hate the gym. also has, you know, cig- not just cigars, but boxing. He's. Showed me how to box a little bit. And we're teaching uh, Jason throw one mean one two. No, I'm turning. He's turning me into a man. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> uh, nah, boxing's always something I've I've wanted to do, but just I just didn't have friends that did it. So uh, you know, I felt that you know feeling how it feels to to spar someone and yeah, you know, still have you know love for them at the end of the day, respect for them. Yeah. I think that feeling definitely a made me feel like great body wise, and b I think mentally. Dude, so true. So I love that shit. So for you, gym and and lifting weights. But what else then? Another thing, uh, you guys probably uh, he knows about it, but pickleball. Is yeah, a, okay. Pickle He's a certified pickleball. coach over I'm there. I'm a certified coach. You know, <laughs> no, you seriously. No, I, was I, say, I, I am the assistant certified. I, I, I suck at it. Yeah, don't worry, man. We'll, we'll He's play. actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. You played him? Uh, yeah, I owe him a sandwich because of it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what about you? What are your hobbies? So uh, I like Muay Thai. Yeah. Uh, Muay Thai boxing, like that. I love. I could do that all day if yeah. I wasn't hurt. Uh, reading, eating, and cigars. That's, That's it, bro. It. That's I hate the it. gym though. Yeah. I don't know how. If you guys enjoy lifting, it's not for me. Yeah, he's more I hate. I in the pool, rooftop. Pool I just let me lounge, bro. Yeah. I like to lounge. I like uh, jujitsu more gym wise, but I I do have a routine of what I like to go in and get it done. But I'm not a heavy lift or anything like yeah. that just real simple routine every single day knock it out i'm in and out in 25 yeah. minutes five yeah i feel lift, like bro. my lift's 25 30 minutes but then i'll do 25 30 minutes in a 
cold tub and then uh, sauna and steam. Yeah, isn't that sauna? 30 minutes in a cold plunge? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, obviously. Combo, combo yeah, combination. Yeah, I'm about, you about it's to die. like 30 seconds in the cold tub, 29 minutes and 30 seconds. In the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? In the sauna. Honestly, that, that sauna, like, changes everything. Sauna changes everything. You go everything, there, like, I go there stressed and yes. stay there for 15 minutes and I'm like. Yeah, you can't be stressing it. <laughs> when you cooking, dog, you can't be stressed. When you come out no. like a baked chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can't be stressed no more. I think I saw a study. If you spent like 15 minutes a week in yes, a sauna, right. like lowers your chance of a heart attack yes, or something yeah, like that. Overall, yeah. To yeah, that's bro. a Tony Robbins oh, quote, bro. It's quote scientifically time. proven. You know what yeah. I mean? Like nah, nah, nah. Rogan came out. If Rogan said it, Doctor Rogan's always bro. right. You know what I mean? So he doesn't miss. Everyone, like, especially the cold plunge. Everyone has a cold plunge now and they it's phenomenal. Patty yeah, or, it boosts testosterone. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, what's so differently? Natural, <laughs> yeah, natural boost to test, bro. You know what I mean? They say you're 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 nuts as a as a male when you want to you want to keep them cool you know what i mean so it's like uh it's like the radiator in the engine you know take I mean? notes, you keep, cool. keep the nuts cool yeah keep your nuts uh, cool word so. up man just yeah that cold plunge it took me a while to get in there though i was always like, oh yeah i was always just like feet only first you know up to the dude knees, that makes bro. it harder bro no, no yeah. i know but that's how i would yeah, go, you're I going slow. Way, but now i'm yeah now it's nice what's as we wrap up what's the goal next five years for each of you so I'm just trying to build a major, like pretty big rental portfolio that could pay me and just set my foundation that way. Yeah. And then I want to start doing, uh, owning, like buying businesses and making yeah. them better. Yeah. Because I think Fire. that'd be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Like private yeah. equity. Yeah. I yeah. But a lot more like small and medium sized businesses. Yeah. I don't want to go too big. I like that. It's over my head. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. My, uh, my goal pretty much is to sell this smoke shop, hopefully in a year, um, and just keep investing into bigger, bigger, uh, bigger things. Bigger yeah. Um, and eventually, hopefully. Get into some real estate too. I'm trying to do my first flip. Uh, yeah, as well. We're as gonna get you involved. We're gonna get you know. I'm trying to. Yes, we're gonna get you involved. Man over here, you know, he's an expert. Uh, I try to have experts in every field. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just trying to keep succeeding and uh, keep grinding. You know, so. What's it was a favorite movie? Anybody got a favorite movie? Honestly, bro, Wolf of Wall Street for Wolf me. Wolf of Wall Street. I was gonna say that too. Wolf Your Wolf office is like that vibe. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it when they put Where's the midget? Movie. You got to throw a midget. Yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> we do. No. Yeah. Um, you, you guys have a favorite restaurant? <sighs> favorite restaurant, bro? I to all of them. All of them. All of cool. them. Yeah. Dude. If they got steak, I'm there. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. The problem is, man, I have a favorite, but then the next month there's a new restaurant. Yeah. I have to find new flavors. My favorite, I think, is RPM Seafood. Okay. Oh, you're a seafood guy. I like the RPM Seafood a lot. I love calamari. I love steak though. I'm I'm always gonna be a good steak. You like the I love lamb. More or you like the the food more though. The food. I don't. Because the ambiance is crazy. The, amb- well, the ambiance yeah. is half the fun. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah, that, that's. But I'm there to eat. You know what I mean? I don't How care. You bring you bring steak in here, yeah? Because it's not his I've calories so if, he, if you yeah. choose it, bro. <laughs> yeah, I try to yeah, force on others. <laughs> uh, you get it, we'll get it. I'll get it. Calamari is a favorite, man. But man, all that, yeah, all those carbs. Yeah, it don't matter. It's a little bit of breading. Okay, bro, you're burning off in jujitsu. Exactly. You're fine. What so do you do, bro? What's your hobbies? My hobbies just jujitsu. Jujitsu, read. Um, what are you reading these days? All right of these now, are yeah, these are all read, but the, this is over six years, and I would say eighty percent, seventy percent of this is audible. I just keep a physical book for you. Got to keep a physical notes, book, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Notes, things like that, and then right now I just finished outwitting the devil. And I'm Whoa, that's an amazing phenomenal book. book. Yeah. Phenomenal book. Yeah, yeah. Just finished yeah. that book, and then I'm going into war. So I think that is by Robert Greene. Yeah, by Robert Greene. Let me know how that so, goes. Yeah, that'll that'll be a solid book. But I I found out over these last six years that pretty much every self help book is just the same. You know what yeah. I mean? It's bro, it's literally just in the different exact words, same. 
fancier. You'll find it. it's only good for different analogies and just like a refresh. It's like your car. You just fill it up, fill up the gas. Bro, it's, it's like, like if you need like a pick me up, read yeah. the self development. Like, do you really need someone to tell you that to be successful, you have to work hard and stay determined? Yeah, and that's what I found with all of them. Like, if there was two common denominators between. Uh, there has to be a couple hundred that I've read over the last six years. God damn, bro, take a break. Bro, <laughs> I just I, I just throw Audible on, bro. I just yeah, throw I Audible. Yeah. It's six years. It sounds like a lot, but six years, you figure a book a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you have the Audible on and you throw it 30 minutes an hour, you can get a book a week every single week. What have been some weekend. of your like, most like, inspirational books that you've read? Well, the, the one that, that, got, that took my virginity was <laughs> <laughs> was The Secret. <laughs> that, that one, like... <laughs> You guys I like that? that <laughs> you guys like that? There's always there's always when, you're, that line next when you're real like when you first get the entrepreneur bug, you're real like I don't know if you guys you were real, like real like just on fire, gullible like oh everything my God, was yeah. like absorbed and like mesmerized and you were like having epiphanies and for me it was the secret and it was I think it's by Rhonda Byrne and I think I think ninety percent of people say I think Tony Robbins says it you know what I mean yeah. it's like and it's and the book like opens up with it's like everything in this world you can create with your mind and i'm just sitting there i love star wars and i'm yeah. just sitting there like like um so that i think that was revolutional for me and it just kind of opened my mind and, and again it took my my entrepreneurial virginity and, and made me how old made, were you made me a man it was 18 in my mom's basement and you're 25 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so was in my space. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> clip that. That was. Yeah, we're just gonna make that one clip. <laughs> how old? What happened? I was 18 in my mom's space. What are they talking so about? Just start how I lost my virginity. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Yo, I read this book. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's the next goal too. More lose your virginity? Now. No, no. That too. I Thirty-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get in more into reading, man. That's the one. I, you know, I'm more of a. I'm a big yeah, networker, oh, man. I love Patrick Bet David. That's all he swears by. He's like he met this this gentleman that told yeah. him in his younger age. He's like, if you will just go above and beyond in your self development and your reading, I promise you, you will get so rich, you'll get so wealthy, you will pass up all of these people. And that's the one thing I hold on to because I am not yeah. like fact, talented. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, fact. you know, I try to learn from people, but. People look, are dumb. The, books is, yeah. the problem with the books is like you gotta know the fundamentals. You know, yes. Books. You know, and I get humbled a lot because I figure I fi I figure I'll probably read fifty pages a day on average. If you look up how many pages on average Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger read, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like five hundred plus a day. Who got that kind of time? Bro? I don't know. They say that this. I I just finished uh, this book called The Tao of Charlie Munger, and it's just just like a little docu series, like two hundred pages. Phenomenal book, and. It literally said 20% of the book he like despises working out, so I'm like getting offended there. I'm like, <laughs> those of you that guy. work out, he's, he's like, like nine years old. He's like, now, so yeah, yeah, he's like, I eat what I want, I just read all day and I invest, and that's why I'm better than you. And I'm like, dang, dude. Yeah, but he's out of shape. Those guys, yeah, those guys. It's like, like Wes yeah. Watson saying like, nobody cares. You get out the Rolls Royce and have titties. You know what I mean? If you're I, a dude, so, bro, if I want to be like 75 and like jacked. Jacked. Absolutely. You know, I like, still want to be able to walk and like, enjoy my money. Like my boy up here, I don't know where his book is, but Dan Bilzerian has a book, and uh, oh, with I, the little bull icon. Yeah, with the bull. Yeah. icon. it's like I, I, you know, I, I personally don't want thirty women, but I do respect the, you know, being yeah. fifty and rich and being jacked. You know, so it's he's like he's fifty. 
I'm just, I'm just, you know, nah, comparison. Yeah, 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 I'm looking yeah, yeah. at my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm just looking at you. Anybody yeah. that's older than us, I call them 50. You You're right. I mean? Honestly, so, they are. That's a good mindset. Yeah. yeah it's like, I just oh. don't want my, you know that thing yeah, that old people have, that chin drop? Yeah, no. That's if I go like, th- my chin better not move when yeah, I go like nah, this. Ever. Wait, yeah, so when I hit 30, am I going to be 50? Ah, you've been 50, dog. You're 29. You're 50 now. Yeah, you're 50 now, You're tall, so tall people are just naturally older in my head. You had longer period of time to grow than me. That's how I look at it. Yeah. You should read uh, Nine Figure Mindset by Brandon Dawson. That sounds really good. I, uh, I, I haven't read it, but I, literally I buy hear it's good. Month. I'm going to buy it right now. It doesn't yeah. matter. I just bought it uh, two days ago, so I got to read I'm gonna it. I'm going to go surprise uh, surprise my sister and take her to Louis Vuitton, so I might as well spend this. Spend yeah, spend like $22 way. on a book, bro, <laughs> so you can afford <laughs> yeah. the Louis Vuitton. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it called? Nine Figure? Uh, Nine Figure Mindset by Brandon Dawson. Nine Figure Mindset. So he Got built it. his business at, uh, by buying and selling small and medium-sized businesses. So it's all about systems and processes. Equity and, and yeah. getting into businesses. Invest. Yeah, I feel like that's... It he sounds works so easier doing. on the outside because it's like, all right, I'll just buy this business that you suck at running, replace you, put somebody good in there, let it build up, kind of like a home, yeah. refinance in two years and sell it out. Bro, but it is that simple because how many people do you know are like great... Like if I was an engineer or like a plumber, I might be a great plumber but got off a businessman. Yeah. I might be a great rapper... But a bad businessman, yeah. which is why it's like you might be the artist, but not the actual. You know, what I feel bad for is like you mentioned that I Lil Wayne dropped an album today, and I really? I heard uh, did he? Yeah, isn't he like sixty, bro? Well, and that's the thing is, I think of and I was like his net worth. If you look it up, it says it's like a hundred mil or something like that. But then you'll you'll hear him talk. He's like he does not have that money. You know what I mean? So these yeah. contract deals and things they got sucked into, and it's like you feel bad for somebody that's so talented that just there's no representation, and then you'll have somebody like a Wes Watson. Mm-hmm. That's like built up what I call like digital real estate. You know what I mean? Oh, he, so I've, I'm investing paid, a lot of yeah. money into that. So I'm like, um, I think of that. I'm like, man, imagine like being Lil Wayne and putting like 30 years into rap and like revolutionizing like the, the rap industry. And then you got somebody like Wes Watson that's put like, you know, five years into social out media. Out of prison. Out of prison. And it's, it's probably like 10 times. Dude doesn't even have hair. Money. Yeah, bro. Crazy. Wes uh, Watson. I'll yeah. send you an interview. He'll get bro. you. He'll get you hype, dog. He said he'll get on the podcast. He just needs like ten bands. Ten so bands. Man. That's something I'm not ready to drop right now. That's on a, a podcast. Lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like is he what's the name of his podcast? By the way. Exactly. See, I'm not spending time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It. <laughs> 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 Whose podcast is this? Who are? Where are we? Uh, this is my mom's basement. No, I'm just playing. So, uh, adversity. Virginia Kings. was lost, like right over there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a turtle in here, so we have. Like, <laughs> I had yeah, to. I held it for around, I held it for one of the podcasts and it peed on me. Oh, so man. oh, forget that. Just leave it on the table, bro. Let it sleep. It, it was. A, yeah. I don't know. I think it's dumb. It would walk off, but it was a large amount of pee. You know what I mean? <laughs> like for a turtle, dude. Like I was like, oh my god, this There's sucks. Pee, so I don't know how I've never held a turtle, bro. Yeah, no, this man. thing. That's a sick. I don't know if I want this. Crazy, like, dude. Pet, so I don't, I, crazy. I don't know if you have a backstory to it or no. Just uh, I grew up in the south in the country, so. I've always liked animals. What nationality are you, bro? White, black, black? And white. Yeah, black okay, and white. Okay, I could tell. So, uh, mom's side is Scottish and Czech, maybe some Irish in there. So just yeah. the whites, and then my dad, you know, just black. So black. there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's about two tone, bro. <laughs> two tone, bro. Uh, caramel, whatever. Whoever says what. So adversity kings. Let's shout you guys out. Where, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram Sorry, Jason Combo. Pretty much everywhere, RMG Realty. Let's go. Yeah. Make sure you text us too how to spell your name because they'll I got put you. they'll t- and if you guys want proper uh, spelling of your um, ats, mm-hmm. we'll put it in there as well. So cool. Just send that over. Cool. Another episode of Adversity Kings. 
Uh, just unsubscribe if you didn't enjoy this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>